Hello, everyone, and welcome to this latest episode of the podcast. My name is Richard Bryant, and I am your host. It's May 1st, 2020. This is the Corona Chronicles, Day 50. Here are today's news and notes. We start internationally with our friends from the Theater Times. This article comes from Emily Cords. Drink from the well of yourself. Play in your bathtub as Quarantine Comfort Theater. This comes out of New York and is part of the immersive theater. Individual tastes notwithstanding, it can be argued that the best theater is that which connects us to our own humanity and lived experience. Though the COVID-19 outbreak and ensuing mass quarantine has curtailed our options for public performance, this collective drawing inward has unexpectedly fertile ground for artistry, inspiring new means of creative expressions and prompting us to delve deeper into our inner worlds for inspiration and strength. Befitting its unconventional, sensory-focused production style, New York City-based performance group This Is Not a Theater Company addresses social isolation with Play in Your Bathtub, an interactive audio spa experience designed for listeners' personal spaces. Upon registration, participants receive an email with instructions and a private SoundCloud link to the show's 25-minute audio recording to be played while soaking in a bathtub or footbath. The accompanying prop list guides us to gather a damp washcloth, scented items such as aromatherapy products, a beverage of choice, and a candle or other soft light source. While previous interior-based TINATC shows such as Theater in the Dark, Carpe Diem, and Versailles 2015-16 have derived similar immersive effects from the company's detailed curation, Play in Your Bathtub's reliance on your own resources still produces a comparable effect while making the experience nicely customizable, and an excuse to break out that glass of wine or long-forgotten bath bomb. Although the experience is solitary, the company's suggested listening times seek to replicate the time and place practice of theater going, another appealing bit of normalcy and a chance to prioritize something enjoyable. The recording itself functions like a guided meditation, inviting us to absorb the simple pleasure of a bath while lightly directing our focus to its singular elements. Against a backdrop of ambient water sounds and classical music, the show begins with a whispered directive to drink from the well of yourself to begin again. And soon sequences prompt us to massage our scalps, dance with the water by touching and rippling its surface, savor our drinks, or note the visual and tactile details of the bathroom tiles. Other segments take a contemplative turn. Parallels between the bathtub and the ocean reference humanities awe-instilling smallness, while rhapsodies on the senses remind us and both the fleetness of that which we perceive and our ability to rekindle it through memory and imagination. In one instance, TINATC company member Jonathan Matthews leads us in a singing exercise, first directing some simple call-and-response vocalizations, then inviting us to harmonize with him. The sequence is as profound as it is enjoyable, inspiring a childlike sense of play while recalling the underrated beauty of joining voices with others. After the scripted portion concludes, the recording continues with an extended period of water sounds, allowing us to linger in the bathing experience and re-emerge as we see fit. Play in your bathtub's effectiveness lies in its simplicity and TINATC eschews most of its trademark social insights in favor of bath-like immersion and comfort. Though the piece would hold appeal under any circumstances, and personally I'd love to see a post-COVID revival, the conditions in which we now find ourselves give it several new layers of meaning, 
like the act of quarantine self. Playing your bathtub requires us to slow our pace, consolidate our focus, and pay closer attention to our immediate surroundings, as these changes have, for many, sparked considerable fear and disorientation. The piece's appeal to self-care is profound, and all the more essential to our collective, physical, and mental well-being. Conversely, for others, this paring down has produced an uncanny calm, a newfound sense of discovery, or an appreciation for that which we have once ignored and devalued. By highlighting these more benign aspects of solitude and distilled experience, Play in Your Bathtub affirms that our strange new conditions need not be roundly sinister or stripped of meaning. Even in reduced circumstances, it posits, we possess an endless capacity for, con for creation, contemplation, and joy, and need only give ourselves a small nudge to access it. As such, the piece is more than diverting entertainment. It's a comforting gift to a world in sore need of it. As the quarantine progresses, testing our capacities and inspiring countless new forms of creative response, Play in Your Bathtub stands as a reminder that the simplest experiences are often the most meaningful. Continuing on, from our friends in Belgium, this article was posted by Rima Jabir, titled Delige Zal, Broken Shapes, Rima Jabir and Doreen Abbas, Musem. The coronavirus empties streets and theaters. Because we prefer virtual theater to none at all, we give the stage to some of the artists whose premieres got canceled. How does Corona impact their practices and lives? What kind of piece should we have seen? You should have seen an interdisciplinary performance, which is the result of a two-year collaboration between, between theater maker Rima Jabir and visual artist Doreen Abbas. Our initial idea to work with space and spatiality was then translated into a combination of Doreen's visual world and Rima's text. We decided to work separately in the second year of the process, but we found out that we both share the same physical sense of theatricality. Who was supposed to be on stage and how long did you rehearse? On stage, there are Femke, Stellert, and Gutsche Oral telling the story of a diseased architect's daughter. Their performance is intertwined with the audiovisual piece Doreen created. The project is developed in the residency at the Theatre Centre in Canada and with Musem in Belgium. Our rehearsal process had different phases, sometimes including only part of the team. Our main rehearsal process was in September 2019 in Toronto. Then we met again in Brussels in March 2020 with the full team and we stopped rehearsing on March 14th when we were interrupted by the decision of the government to cancel all shows. Was there a specific urgency to make the piece now? The original plan was to show the piece in November 2019 but for various reasons, we had to postpone it. There's always an urgency in making art. However, for this specific project, we feel as creators that we've worked on it to make it live beyond our team now. Is there a moment, image, scene, or text from the performance that you'd like to share with us? We, a dozen waxen figures, are standing perfectly in line, the abdomens looking horrifyingly hollow. A lady passes by the line and gives us each a coin. Then we start to speak but the voice doesn't come through our mouths. It comes from the back of our heads as if each person in the line is speaking to the one behind him or her. Then a blue light blinks above our heads. The line doesn't move. I am at the end of it, which means that I am speaking to the void behind me. I don't know what is happening at the front of the line. All I'm sure about is my urgent feeling that I have to cross over. I don't know where. If you'd like to read the rest of this interview, please visit thetheatertimes.com and look for the article posted by Rama Javir. 
And finally, to conclude our, some of our international news, another article out of Belgium, this time an essay. This was posted by Milo Rao, titled, Try Again, Fail Again, Fail Better. Milo Rao was to receive an honorary doctorate from the UGENT in March. Corona decided differently, but etc. decided to go ahead and publish the essay Rao wrote for this occasion. The essay has been translated by Lily Maeve Klimenhaga. Proceeding from times of global exploitation, we can only look at our intercultural collaboration as a continuation of this exploitation. Solidarity is considered as interference by Western mainstream. Maintaining contradictions and unfortunately often also breaking them is considered as an irresponsibility. Nevertheless, how can we dare to create an extreme revolutionary global art? Last year, we filmed the New Gospel in Southern Italy with actors from the Jesus films of Pier Paolo Pasolini and Mel, and Mel Gibson, with including a cast of Italian farmers and African plantation workers and activists. In the region surrounding Matera, the European capital of culture, 2019, and the filming location of Il Vangelo Secondo and Matteo and the Passion of the Christ, roughly 500,000 African refugees are stuck there. They live in shacks or improvised tents, and because of the Dublin Convention, they can neither move forwards nor back. They are forced to work on tomato and orange plantations for the lowest wages possible. With these cheap products, the manufacturers flood the refugees' homes countries, thus destroying the local agricultural industry, a perfect neoliberal economic cycle in its relentless cynicism. What could be more obvious than to bring the social revolutionary myth of Jesus, of Jesus and his followers into the 21st century? If you'd like to read this entire article and essay, please visit thetheatertimes.com. Try again, fail again, fail better. By Milo Rao. Page 2. Here's some great information from our friends at USITT. From their Facebook page, you can take a look at some amazing virtual costume design from Walt Disney Animation Studios. They're showing off a new process that was used for more realistic embroidery in Frozen 2. You can also check out Executive Director David Grindle as he shares some thoughts on how even though live entertainment has taken to online due to the global COVID-19 pandemic, there remains a need for backstage workers to help in these performances. Designers, managers, and technicians aren't tied to venues. They are part of the art and storytelling. As we find new ways to tell stories during this time, let's make sure we keep them together because it will result in a better product, just like it always does. Also, to round out the week in their stories of posts from designers whose productions were canceled or postponed due to the global COVID-19 pandemic, USITT is featuring the work of Kenton Jones. Kenton is an MFA scenic design and technology student at the University of Memphis's Department of Theater and Dance, and was the scenic designer for the school's production of Cole Porter's Anything Goes. Here's what Kenton said of his design. The director and I were keen on devising a stylized set and one that moved seamlessly during musical transitions. The basic shape of the requisite upstage platform was inspired by Art Deco pianos and various peri period furniture pieces. The stage left stairs were reminiscent of 1930s Hollywood musicals, while the stage right stairs, in my mind anyway, stood in for the keyboard. Flown flats, 
featured a similar profile, oversized deco wallpaper patterns, and spare furnishings. If you'd like to check out many of these pictures of Kenton's work, please again check out USITT's Facebook page or any of their other social media platforms. Nice job, Kenton. And finally, from the USITT's Facebook page, the Occupational Safety and Health Administration has released a memorandum that provides interim guidance to compliance, safety, and health officers for enforcing the respiratory protection standard with regard to the reuse of filtering face respirators that have been decontaminated through certain methods. The guidance describes decontamination methods for FFRs contaminated with pathogens and is not intended to facilitate reuse of FFRs laden with other contaminants. You can visit USITT's Facebook page for this information and also check out OSHA.gov. Now we turn to USITT's webinar schedule for the New at Noon and the Forum at Four series. Here is an update of some of the webinars that will be coming up next week. From USITT, their webinar offerings will feature three sessions focused specifically on the COVID-19 outbreak and what others are doing to help stop the spread, as well as what the new normal will potentially look like once venues begin to open. Here's a little bit more about the webinars. Of course, please be sure to register ahead of time, and if need to, visit usitt.org for, for their education training information. Here is the setup for what's coming up May 4th through May 7th for the New at Noon series. On May 4th, COVID-19 relief efforts, MASK project. The MASK project for asylum seekers in Matamoros, Mexico and for clinics and hospitals in San Antonio, Texas. Presenter Margaret Mitchell has designed costumes professionally for over 30 years, and she is a professor of theater arts at the University of the Incarnate Word in San Antonio, Texas. Ms. Mitchell earned her BA from Texas Wesleyan College and an MFA in costume design and technology from the University of Texas at Austin. Her professional credits include scenery and costume designs for Ballet Idaho, the Dallas Shakespeare Festival, the Austin Shakespeare Festival, the Zilker Park Summer Musical, Texas Stage, Stage West, and the Zach Theater and the Classic Theater of San Antonio. She has also designed in Wellington, New Zealand, and she has directed Clara's Dream, a jazz tap nutcracker at the Portsmouth Music Hall in Maine and at the Hopkins Center for the Performing Arts in Vermont. Ms. Mitchell's design work has represented the United States at the Prague Quadrennial International Design Competition three times. Her work has also been exhibited at the World Stage Design Exhibition in Turan. Remember, that's May 4th, COVID-19 relief efforts, the mask project on Monday, May 4th. On Tuesday, May 5th, Open Jar Studios, the Broadway community unites to help in the COVID-19 crisis. Here's a description of the webinar. The Broadway community unites to help in the COVID-19 crisis, creating emergency PPEs or personal protection equipment for the medical community. With so many skilled artists in the Broadway community, we are united to assist the medical community to build surgical gowns and other needed materials. We are currently filling orders for emergency medical gowns and cloth masks for public service workers in the next few weeks for, the, for those fighting on the front lines. Please check out on May 5th, Open Jar Studios, the Broadway community unites to help in the COVID-19 crisis. On Wednesday, May 6th, 
Raise 3D. At this moment, a description is not available. It's to be, to be announced. So please keep an eye out and ear for what may be coming up on Wednesday, May 6th for the Raise 3D New at Noon webinar. To close out the week, on Thursday, May 7th, Design Showcase East. Here is the description of the webinar. The Design Showcase East was founded in 2001 by Southern Methodist University as a way to present our recent MFA graduates to the New York City market. Shortly after the showcase was founded, Jim Gage and Kip Marsh joined the event and expanded it to include both BFA and MFA students. The event serves as a job fair, portfolio review, and a welcome to New York for the next generation of designers. This year, in light of the COVID-19 pandemic, the Design Showcase East will be held virtually May 9th through the 11th. Take a little time out of your day to contact them, set up a call or a Zoom interview, and discuss their portfolios. A phone call is the least we can do to help celebrate their graduation and entry into the profession. Again, that's Thursday, May 7th, the Design Showcase East, and that will conclude the New at Noon webinar forums. For the forum at 4, on Monday, May 4th, 40 yards of blood. Here's a webinar description. What are the best practices in the field? Who takes on responsibilities for blood effects? Do we need a fight choreographer? Too many times we hear horror stories about people getting injured needlessly, or effects just not working the way they should. In this program, Jay Duckworth will talk about blood recipes, blood packs, and delivery systems. We will also cover basics for small blades and blood knife safety. It will be followed up with a Q&A. Again, that's Monday, May 4th, 40 yards of blood. On Tuesday, May 5th, social distancing and the law. Here's a description. As a result of COVID-19, there are lots of questions you will find yourself asking for the first time. I work back of house close to other people, so if I get sick, can I sue? Can our ushers eject a patron who stands too close to other people in line? Does someone who looks sick have a right to come in? We will address these and many more practical legal questions about how to reopen in a reasonably safe and healthy way. Again, it's Tuesday, May 5th, social distancing and the law. Also on Tuesday, May 5th, another opportunity. This one titled Variable Acoustic Solutions for Theater and Event. As described, the variable room acoustics has been a topic of interest throughout the last years. This start session starts with some general background information on acoustics for theater and vent before focusing on practical issues for materials and solutions on site. By the use of fabrics installed as curtains or roll banners, it is possible to dramatically change the acoustics of a venue due to different events taking place in one and the same room. Choosing the suiting material and using it in the right amount and correct installation can improve the acoustics event more. In addition, base absorbing materials can be added to control the overall sound. Again, Tuesday, May 5th, you have a second option of joining the Variable Acoustic Solutions for Theater and Event. On Wednesday, May 6th, Design collabor Collaborators, More Than a Lighting Lab. Because education in the theater arts is about access to experience, most universities and colleges view their stages as their laboratories, the place where experimentation in design and performance take place. The production schedule, however, usually limits students' access to these spaces. Many schools also utilize shops and alternate spaces outfitted with scaled equipment for miniature mock-ups. This session will look at the benefits to a dedicated collaboratory space, 
a full-scale classroom outfitted for design, performance design, education, and experimentation. The panel will examine the unique case study of the new initiative half-tension wire grid, half-motorized rigging, two-story hybrid designers collab lab at Texas Tech University. Thanks to our exhibitor for bringing us this session. So again, May 6th, design collaborators, more than a lighting lamp. On Thursday, May 7th, to close out the week with the forum at four, get the point, backstage safety for stage weaponry. In this session, they will discuss strategies for safely storing and maintaining your stage weaponry of various types and qualities at a variety of levels of reduction. Panelists will discuss procedures to help you work successfully with your colleagues, performers, administrators, and local law enforcement successfully both in and out of the production requirements. This is being presented by the Education Commission. Again, Thursday, May 7th, get the point. Backstage safety for stage weaponry. So to revisit this schedule, here's a quick recap. For the new at noon, on Monday, May 4th, COVID-19 relief efforts mask project. Tuesday, May 5th, Open Jar Studios, the Broadway community unites to help in the COVID-19 crisis. On Wednesday, May 6th, Raise 3D. And Thursday, May 7th, Design Showcase East. For the Forum at 4, on Monday, May 4th, 40 Yards of Blood. On Tuesday, a double header. May 5th, Social Distancing and the Law or Variable Acoustic Solutions for Theater and Event. On May 6th, Design Collaboratories, More Than a Lighting Lab. And finally, May 7th, Get the Point, Backstage Safety for Stage Weaponry. Of course, please make sure to register for any and all of these webinars. Before I conclude tonight's podcast, I want to extend my gratitude to the members of our armed services, our healthcare workers, our nurses and doctors, our first responders, the police, fire, and emergency service officers around the world. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Please join me in continuing to support these women and men as they face this near impossible task of saving lives in the face of such great adversity. Please support your local food banks and shelters. If possible, donate blood at one of your local Red Crosses. Be sure to check in on the elderly and support those who have special needs. Reach out to a friend and help not only make their day, but also improve your own. To conclude, I want to leave you with this quote from Nelson Mandela. He said, I learned that courage was not the absence of fear, but the triumph over it. The brave man is not he who does not feel afraid, but he who conquers that fear. My name is Richard Bryant, and I have been your host. It's May 1st, 2020. This has been the Corona Chronicles, Day 50. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions on how to make this podcast better, please send them to archivett24 at yahoo.com. Again, that's archivett24 at yahoo.com.